so hot in here. It is ridiculous. Oh, man. I know, it's like, what, what was it today, Stephen? 30 degrees? Too hot. Too hot, yeah. I know. Crazy. Welcome to But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character, also known as Bask, Seinfeld podcast about our favourite secondary and minor characters of the wonderful show. My name's Ivan. I'm Stephen. And we have a very special guest. What's your name? Stacy. Stacy. Hello, Stacy. Yes. So there's three of us in the studio. First time, Stephen, in a long time, we've had more than two people in the, on the show. Yeah. I think your parents were the last ones that came in. Yeah, episode 10, my parents came along and had a bit of a had a bit of a yarn and now yeah. we've got Stacy. Mm-hmm. That's right. I know. It must have been super cozy with all like both of your parents in here as well. Yeah, it was it was it was it was intimate. Good. Yeah, it was intimate. <laughs> they were very uncomfortable, but they, they did a good job. Because they, they didn't even know what a podcast was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mum's like, so we're on the radio? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, pretend you are and it might make it Essentially, easier. Essentially yes, yeah. Mum. Yeah. You're live on one or two point seven yeah. FM. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you can win $5 cold hard cash. $5 Call in. Cold hard cash. Call in now. <laughs> so, Stacey, why don't you tell us a bit about how you, um, I don't know, tell us about a bit of your Seinfeld background. Yeah. Okay. Um, and remember, you're speaking to the whole world. Yes. So don't, don't be too shy. Yeah. Okay. Our um, vast audience of millions of people. <laughs> <laughs> Sponsors, get in quick. Yeah, please. Um, I've been watching Seinfeld for pretty much as long as I can remember. Um, I'm pretty sure I started watching either before the beginning of primary school or from like year one or two onwards. So I can remember when I was a little kid, I used to be able to like play outside this is back in the 90s obviously when children played outside ah yes i could play outside until around nice dusk. social commentary <laughs> <laughs> we're not going there um, oh man i forgot to wear my bubble suit today <laughs> i'm gonna get allergies <laughs> damn it um it was the moose <laughs> <laughs> i'm allergic to moose the moors <laughs> no <laughs> Anywho, so yeah, like I used to watch, um, I used to play outside and then I would come inside and I'd watch The Simpsons and I'd watch Seinfeld and then Seinfeld was the last thing on TV I was allowed to watch and then I had to go to bed. Okay. Yeah, so that was from when I was like six years old. You were watching Seinfeld when you were six? Yeah. Wow, did you get it or did most of it go over your head? Um, I can remember watching the contest when I was like eight or nine maybe yeah, yeah. and like understanding that something kind of, special was taking place but having no concept of what that was right but yeah i just used to watch it work my my mum watched it so i watched it with my mum and i loved it i was really into it Mm. and then like as a young adult i bought the box set and then every night before i went to sleep i used to watch at minimum like one or two episodes but usually i just put on a disc and it would just play all so i would like fall asleep to Seinfeld every night for like maybe four or five years in a row. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I remember falling asleep to DVDs and uh, you'd wake up and, you know, the, the episodes would be finished and it would just be the repetitive mm-hmm. menu sounds playing over and over again. Yeah, yep. and it would sort of seep into your dreams. Yeah. Yeah, I remember those. Yeah. Those were the days. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Reminiscing about seven years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as you do. Yeah. So this week, Stephen, we're focusing on season four, episode 14, The Movie. Yes, that's right. So this is my pick, uh, one of my favourite episodes, and uh, I think thoroughly enjoyed all round. Yeah, pretty good one. What did you think, Stacey? Did you uh, enjoy this one? Yeah, I was just saying it's like, I mean, 
for secondary characters, it's maybe not as strong. Although the secondary characters that are in there are all pretty great highlights, but they're mostly one one-offs i think yeah they're not like ongoing features like some of the other episodes yeah but i feel like the episode itself is such a standout for seinfeld because of the dynamics like of the characters and just the way that the storyline like pans out and the other thing as well to me is like so it's just so 90s and it's so like the way life used to be because like these days that situation like that entire episode would never exist in this time and day because you would just text your mate and be like hey i can't make it i've got to go to this thing yeah or there use no- whatsapp or snapchat yeah, or something. like the, yeah. the entire it's such a brilliant episode and it never would have existed in the modern era which yeah. is what i also love about it because it really dates it's very reminiscent of that 90s like Seinfeld era. That's true. I do remember being, you know, like a teenager at that time and trying to coordinate people, like two or three people to go to the movies. And like we never went to the wrong cinema, but, you know, one person was late, five minutes late. Mm. And we were like, do I wait here? Or maybe, and you try and think of place names similar to where you said to meet. Like if you were like, you know, let's meet at Macca's and you're like, did I say Hungry Jack's? Should I go there? But then I'll miss them if they come here. It, yeah. it was so oh, stressful. Hungry Jack's at Queen Street Mall. Wasn't that a landmark? That was the main In, in Brisbane, thing. Australia, by the way. Yeah. Are you from Brisbane? Yeah, I am oh, actually. Yeah, I moved Brisbane here. Unite. Unite. Yeah. I moved here nearly eight years ago. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Made the sea change. We're I think all... that was the official meeting point of anyone under 20 Hungry in Jacks. Brisbane. Yeah. 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 I'd say that or um, when when it was around Borders, that was a common one for me. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. Oh, Borders, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, Hungry Jacks, definitely. Because yeah. it was so it was so central. It was like Ayers Rock. It yeah. was like, you know, it was, it was right there. It was right in the middle. I'd meet up with my mates and be like, oh, shit, i got to top up my go-card. So I go to the news, you know, the news agency, yep. that little yeah. kiosk thing. Yeah. Yeah, I just go over there and be like, i got to top it up. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Yeah. 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 For anyone who doesn't know Brisbane, sorry for boring the fuck out of you. But yeah. <laughs> we're having fun. We're just we're sharing a moment. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, Stephen, you're pretty packed with Seinfeld news today. Yeah, I've so. got a lot to get through. So why don't we start that? So to kick off this week's Seinfeld news, uh, I've decided to run them in a new format this week. So rather than just sort of talk about them randomly, uh, I've decided to talk about them in order of their date. Oh, yeah. So in ascending order. That's it. Mm. Chronological order. Chronological. Yeah. That's the one. That's the one. one. (laughs) Good work, team. (laughs) Go team. Um, So this one was actually last week, but I missed it, and I thought it was worth um, uh, worth including. So. About two weeks ago, on the 16th of uh, November to be exact, Frank Rich, uh, he's a producer on Veep, which is Julie Louis-Dreyfus's current hit television show. Mm-hmm. During a radio interview, um, the the interviewer asked him about the current production of Veep. Uh, obviously, Louis-Dreyfus has uh, breast cancer and she's undergoing treatment. Yes. Um, and he actually said that the production for the next season is currently being put on hold, um, just temporarily, while uh, Louis, uh, Julia undergoes uh, her third round of chemotherapy. Oh, wow. Yeah, and uh, as, as you all know, just a refresher in case you missed it, um, in September, after her historic Emmy win, I think that's the most Emmys for a single person I think it ever. was her she, sixth or seventh Emmy yeah, she her, won or something. Yeah, it was yeah. like she equaled the record for most, yeah. most Emmys won by an actress. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the day after she announced um, that she had breast cancer. So she's undergoing treatment at the moment, um, and I think they plan to restart production next year, which is cool. So, yeah, nice. Yeah. Uh, the next bit, this is specific mostly to Canadians. So if you're a Canadian listener, hello. 
a listener. Hello. Um, <laughs> Hello, eh? Yeah, so a streaming service in Canada called Crave TV. I guess it's like their Netflix or, or Stan if you're in Australia. Yeah. Um, they announced that they've just picked up Jason Alexander's new uh, comedy show, Hit the Road. Oh, I, yeah, you mentioned that a few weeks ago. Yeah, I talked yeah, about yeah. it a few months ago when it was first, uh, first just, I think when it first oh, came months. out in the, US, yeah. Uh, yeah. in the US. Yeah. Um, so this is the first time it's been available anywhere outside the US, hence my inclusion. Um, and a lot of it was actually shot in Vancouver uh, over the summer, I believe last summer. Mm-hmm. Um, and in case you're not aware of the premise of the show, uh, basically Jason Alexander plays a patriarch of a dysfunctional uh, would-be uh, rock pop sort of family. He's basically trying to get them famous. Um, and they just travel the US in a shitty van. And, and yeah, I think they just perform at malls and like terrible gigs. So they're like the Partridge family. Yeah. yeah. Rest in peace, David Cassidy. Yeah. Oh, well, he passed away during the week. That's true. He oh, did too. Guy. Yeah, yeah. 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 So if you're a ca- uh, Canadian um, and you like Jason Alexander, uh, subscribe to Crave TV. That's not a plug, by the way. Um, <laughs> pay us money. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Pay us money. Um, and uh, yeah, watch it. I've watched a few episodes. It's really good. It's good. Yeah, it is. It's really good. Goes well. Good. Yeah. Uh, so the next piece. So um, uh, this was a list. Um, I think there's one, at least one list a week, like, you know, top 20 episodes or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So through the week, Vanity Fair put together a list called. Behold, the most disastrous Thanksgivings in sitcom history, it being Thanksgiving last weekend in, in America and Canada. Quite fitting. So uh, on the list, there were mostly it was just 90s sitcoms, you know, the, the, the golden age of sitcoms. So on the, on the list, there were episodes of Friends, Cheers, Full House, uh, The Fresh Prince, and of course, Seinfeld. Oh, yeah. So the episode that they included, which we've actually covered uh, on our 31st episode, was The Mum and Pop Store. Yes. Nice. Yeah, so in that episode, in case you are not familiar, uh, Jerry ca- crashes Tim Watley, who we covered last week. That's right, and we, we dove really deep into yeah. Tim Watley. You know what, Stephen? I got a bit of a surprise at the end of the episode. You know how we were talking about where Tim Watley might sit okay. in our overall characters? I've got a bit of a surprise coming up at the end. I won't spoil anything, Ooh. Okay. but uh, it's going to be a, bit, a world exclusive. World Ooh. exclusive. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Stay tuned, listener. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, all one of you. Please subscribe. No, there's, there's, there's quite a few yeah. get in touch with us and yeah. say thanks and yeah. good work. So yeah, no, it's yeah. all good. Yeah. So and I'm sure uh, Stacey's going to get a lot of fan mail. For oh, sure. Yeah. 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 You're going to be stalked. The rose in between two thorns, yeah. I'll say. But like nerdy, awkward, like male Seinfeld fans. Like, oh, you're Stacey. I'm a Seinfeld fan. What are you trying to say? I'm not awkward. Or I'm saying, well, I'm saying no, that's, the, nerdy, but I, that's I the response it. you'll receive. There's going to be someone out there who'll create a mannequin like you. Yeah. They'll <gasps> be like, hello, Stacey. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're a creep feel, feel, and you make mannequins. Actually, I'm we didn't. I'm 5'10. I have very short hair. We might, we might put a photo on Instagram of what Stacey looks <laughs> like <laughs> and then just go ahead and, uh, and do a mannequin. Please make me a mannequin. Just don't stalk me afterwards. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> You'll be walking along and you'll see a mannequin of yourself in a shop. In an adult shop, bent over someone's knee, being spanked. Oh. Isn't that how Elaine, yeah. she like sees herself and she's like in the thing. In yeah. the lingerie, and yeah. And then she's like being lent over a thing and like being spanked something or something, like right? that. Some, yeah. Something like that, yeah. Something racy. <laughs> Bring it on. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Uh, so back to news. So yeah, in in the mum and pop store. Um, in case you were wondering, Tim uh, actually has a Thanksgiving party in which Jerry crashes. Yeah, and listen to that episode if you haven't yet. Yeah, it was a good one. Yeah. Um, and uh, he he's not actually invited, so he's unwelcomed at the start, and then he 
fucks the party up completely because he knocks over a trophy uh, off the windowsill and pops the Woody Woodpecker balloon uh, at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Is it why should he bring anything or why should he bring anything? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love how they emphasize on the word. Oh, why should he bring yeah, anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Hey, Elaine, do you want to go out with me sometime? No. <laughs> yeah. No. It's like, oh, well, fine then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the fourth bit of uh, Seinfeld News. So through the week on the 23rd of November, actually, Jimmy Fallon uh, had a guest who was Jerry Seinfeld, funnily enough. And they actually, this was actually really fun. I thought it was... I thought it would be dumb before I watched it, but it was actually really cool. Jerry and uh, Jimmy battled each other in a stand-up off. <laughs> and the idea of the stand-up off was they were trying to out-Seinfeld each other. So Jimmy Fallon, in case you didn't know, actually does a really good Seinfeld impression. Yeah, Not just the, yeah. the, what's the deal with like he, all the little idiosyncrasies, the way he stands. He does a really, really, really solid impersonation. Um, so what they did is they had a uh, stand-up comedy generator and they just pressed a button and like a, a, like a wheel sort of... Uh, turned over on the screen and it would just uh, have a title of a, of a famous Jerry bit and, you know, Jerry would perform it being, you know, that it's his own material and then Jimmy would go on and, and do the material as Seinfeld and they covered three bits each um, and Jimmy Fallon actually conceded victory to Seinfeld. Oh. He, he's the better Seinfeld impersonator because he's, he's Seinfeld. <laughs> he's the, he's the, the OG. It would be he a is. bit embarrassing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, so Jerry did bits Wait Up uh, I mean it's it's obscure titles but he did Wait Up Pizza and Birthday Clown and Jimmy did the bits Star Wars and Rubber Dividers um, yeah so really good so go to YouTube and, and have a look at that it's mm. pretty fun nice I don't normally like Jimmy Fallon too much but this was cool yeah yeah no, he's not bad yeah he's, right. yeah he's just like white bread he's fine <laughs> you know. yeah unless you're diabetic what's that Unless you're diabetic. That's true. Yeah. Isn't very good for you. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So if you're diabetic, don't watch Jimmy Fallon. No. <laughs> I mean, it's a very sweet, man. But yeah. <laughs> you don't want to get an anaphylactic shock. or No, what is it? Diabetic fit, whatever it is. Yeah. Diabetic you fit? You, you don't that, want any of those. No. Don't. Don't. No. Look after yourself. Yeah, please. Yeah. So Listen to Bidwa Basque. Very healthy. <laughs> Another funny thing. This actually came out today, and I thought it was amazing. So Noel Gallagher, the uh, infamous... <laughs> Uh, uh, controversial, shall we say, person from uh, Oasis, one yeah. of the front men. That Beatles cover band, right? That Beatles <laughs> cover band, yeah, yeah, yeah. With, with the Beatles, uh, Beatles haircuts. Nice. So he actually recounted a funny story about meeting Seinfeld. Apparently he's a super fan. He fucking loves Seinfeld. What's the deal with Wonderwall? <laughs> <laughs> After all, you are my Wonderwall. <laughs> no, it's what's the deal with fucking Wonderwall? <laughs> yeah, I think that's the wrong accent, but yeah, you know, whatever. You, you get my point. Uh, so he, yeah, so it was an interview with Rolling Stone and he actually recounted um, a really funny story. So earlier in the year on his birthday, um, he was in the studio mixing his band's new record. Um, and it was on a Friday and he said to the engineer, I'll see you Monday. And the engineer was like, oh, no, no, we're not actually in on Monday. I'll see you on Tuesday. And he's like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Apparently he owned the studio or the label and he's like, you know, I'm the boss. I'll yeah. say when we're coming in and when we've got days off. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, what's going on? And the engineer told him to call his wife. And he was like, what? What's call the engineer's wife? No, no. The engineer t told Noel to call his wife. Oh, Noel's wife. Call, call his own oh, wife. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, sure. yeah, sorry. I wasn't clear. Oh, okay. Um, and obviously, Noel was a bit, bit perplexed. And uh, he called her up and she said, yeah, I've actually got a birthday surprise lined up for you. So on the Sunday or the Monday, she flew him to New York and they got in a car. She didn't tell him where they were going. And they drove somewhere in New York and they went to a place called the Beacon Theatre, which is apparently a, a comedy venue. Yeah. Gallagher still had no idea what was going on. They sat him down. There were a couple of people there who welcomed him. It was only them in the in the theatre. 
And then all of a sudden, out of the blue, Jerry walked on stage <laughs> and he performed a private 45-minute stand-up set wow. for Noel Gallagher. Wow. Jesus. And Noel was just losing his shit because he's like, I fucking love Jerry Seinfeld. This is like the best thing ever. Yeah, yeah. And um, Jerry Seinfeld doesn't need extra cash. No. It's not like Noel Gallagher's wife would have just forked out enough money to convince him to do that. I know. He's not short of money. No, so he's like, nearly that's a billionaire. He's volunteered yeah. his time to actually perform for Noel. I know. And they're That's not even cool. they're not even mates. They've yeah, never even he met must before. just know that he's like such a big fan. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pretty cool. Pretty nice. So um, after that, they got to meet him, and apparently they're in the elevator. And Noel's wife forgot to tell Jerry that it was his birthday. Mm-hmm. And Noel was said something like, "Oh, that was the best birthday present ever." And Jerry's like, "I didn't know it was your birthday." And they said it had to that he said he described it as like a Seinfeld moment because they were talking about birthdays and just sort of analyzing these little insignificant <laughs> yeah, details. Nice. Um, and they, he said they hung out. I quote. We hung out for a while, uh, and uh, Jerry had to put up with. Or Jerry had to spend an hour pretending to know who the fuck I was. <laughs> 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 so to wrap up this week's Seinfeld news, uh, on, on an unfortunate and sad note, actually. So over the last week, two uh, secondary character actors um, actually passed away. So the first one uh, it was actually over the weekend, but it was only reported today. Um, his name is Julio Oscar Macozo, mm. if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Yeah. He uh, he was 62. Uh, he died on Friday last week. So sad. Um, I know, really sad. So young. Yeah. yeah. Really young. Definitely. 62, yeah. yeah. These days. Yeah. De- definitely a young man. Uh, so he was a, uh, a, a really prominent character actor. He played roles in Miami Vice, uh, Nip Tuck, CSI, and a whole bunch more. Um, he died of a heart attack, and uh, he actually played uh, the character of Julio, um, a secondary character in The Kiss Goodbye. Which is a season five? The Kiss Hello. Oh, is it The Kiss Hello? I think it's The Kiss Hello. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's the episode where... I know um, the one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where where, uh, Kramer puts up photos of everyone. Yeah, yeah. That's The Kiss Hello. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. So he passed away, which was really unfortunate. And uh, the second passing, uh, a guy named... I don't have much information and I apologize. I'll follow up on this next week. Uh, But uh, a man by the name of Rance Howard. I'm not sure how he died, but he died through the week. And he was in the glasses and the bottle deposit. And he actually played the farmer yeah. who warned Newman not to... Touch fu- his daughter. Touch his daughter. I love you, Norman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think I think he chases out uh, Newman with a shotgun. That's right. Yeah. 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 So he passed away through the week as well. Rest so, in peace to both of you. Yeah. Yeah. We'll put that in our show notes. Uh, this is dedicated to you two. Yeah. This episode. Yeah. Uh, now, before we take a break, um, we probably should mention now how you can get in touch with us because we didn't at the start. No, we didn't. I mean, we're 36, 37 episodes in and people are probably wondering, how do I get in touch with these people? Well, yeah. funnily enough, yeah. we do have social media. At Bidwabask, B-I-D-W-B-A-S-C. And what else do we have? Uh, we've got a website, Bidwabask.com, yeah. and uh, an email address, Bidwabaskpodcast at gmail.com. And you can listen to us on iTunes. You can subscribe, review, uh, rate us, or spread the word. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. So when we come back, what do you reckon? Season 4, Episode 14, The Movie. Yep. We shall talk about the secondary characters. That's the whole point. That is the whole point. This is <laughs> Bidwabask. Got him. Beautiful. Hey, you know what else is playing again? Huh? Rochelle, Rochelle. Oh. I wouldn't mind seeing that. Yeah. You know, men can sit through the most pointless, boring movie if there's even the slightest possibility that a woman will take her top off. So what's your point? <laughs> oh, by the way, you, uh, you owe me 750. Oh, all right. Can you break a 20? No, I don't, I don't have any change. Oh, well, then I'll pay you later. Well, I could take the 20 and I could, I could pay you later. Yeah, you could. Might be easier. Well, how's that easier? I mean, then you would owe me twelve fifty instead of me owing you seven fifty. 
And welcome back to, but I don't want to be a secondary character. Oh boy. <laughs> I, did, name... I did one of those last week and oh. Stephen, was, Stephen was like, nah, no dice. But it's no. fun. It's my first time. I know. <laughs> it's, it's virgin material for you, not for us. <laughs> Old hat. Uh, I'm Stacy. I'm Ivan. And I'm Stephen. Hey guys. What's going on? Stephen. <laughs> Sorry was, about that. That was a bit too close to the mic, Stacey. You got a little bit excited. Yeah. It's fine. It's cute. It's good. <laughs> you just like, boop. Oh, shit. Sorry. <laughs> I crossed a line. Oh, sorry. that's fine. Apologize to your ears. Yeah. Sorry, guys. You're going to be like, ugh. I'll, I'll fix it in post production. Okay. <laughs> it's all good. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So we've gone through some Seinfeld news, and uh, I think Ivan's going to go through the synopsis of this week's episode, which is The Movie. The Movie, season four, episode. 14. Not the movie, the movie. The movie, Checkmate or Rochelle Rochelle, who knows. <laughs> first aired, I don't know which one I'd rather, uh, first aired in the US on January 6th, 1993. This one was written by Steve Scroven. <laughs> 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 we all know what we thought then. Yeah. Like, for yeah. yeah. Like if you if the first syllable of any of your names is Scro, like it doesn't matter what is after that. Like we all know what people are like Scro term? No, no. Then shit. I'm Scro-tum. such a sad sack, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> also written by Bill Masters and John Heyman, directed by Paul McCartney. John McCart- Heyman? Yeah. Are we sensing a thing? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Rochelle Rochelle, you know, it all happens. Uh, directed by the Paul McCartney of Seinfeld director's uh, Tom Sharone. So that's what I like to call him. Yeah. Uh, Jerry has two stands. Who's, who's the, uh, the the John Lennon then? Oh, good question. <laughs> maybe Peter Maybe Peter Melman. Okay. Oh, maybe. He sounded like George Takai then. You're like, oh, no, maybe, maybe Andy Ackerman. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, yeah. Or like Home Improvement. Yeah, pretty much. I watched a video once. It was a, it was like a, uh, like a one-minute video of gameplay. I don't know what game it is, but in the game you have to rob a bank, and he picks up like something and throws it through the through the window, and the alarm is normally like, and this person has dubbed in the the, the Tim, Tim the Allen thing. Yeah, oh, so nice. it's like you know you see him playing and he like picks up the thing and throws it through the window and the alarm starts and it's like. So good. It sounded so more good. like a pirate. Yeah, my, my Tim <laughs> Allen isn't very good. I've got a friend in Brisbane. His name's Tim Blair Brown, but his middle name is Allen. Nice. So good. And he loves Tim Allen. He's good with tools? Uh, no. 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 <laughs> not <laughs> he's, he's not good with, with tools, no. Okay. Maybe his own, but... <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Maybe. Well, him, him and uh, Scroven would get along well. <laughs> and so would uh, Heyman. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I just the got the Heyman... The I just got the Heyman you reference. You didn't get I'm it like, before? No, because... Oh, yeah. bless. No. Uh, Jeez. Anyway, continuing with the plot for yes. the movie. Jerry has two stand-up acts lined up for the same night. Uh, improv manager Kurnis, who we're going to talk about first of all, he's played by Tom Legrua, tells him that his first show has been delayed, thus costing Jerry the first of his two well-timed back-to-back gigs. Uh, hopeful comedian Pat Buckles, Barry Diamond, is at the club, and he bores and pesters Jerry while waiting for someone to drop out so he can take their spot. After his cab driver takes a wrong turn, costing him his second gig, Jerry heads to the cinema to meet the other three for a 10.30pm screening of Checkmate at the Paragon. Buckles tags along again, this time oh well, as well, like the last taxi trip, and uh, Jerry's pretty pissed off about it. Uh, meanwhile, uh, sorry, you are going to say something? No. No? All good? 
<laughs> just just watching you. Yeah, just observing. <laughs> George goes to buy tickets for the movie. However, as he thought he thought that he was in the ticket buyers queue rather than the ticket holders. <laughs> as he, sorry, is this is this the ticket buyers queue? No, is this ticket holders queue? No, what did you say? He just asks the guy if he has a ticket. Oh, he has a and ticket. And the guy's like, no. Oh, that's right. And then when when and so he, George stands there. And that's then right. When Elaine and Kramer get there, they realize that the line's not moving. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And then they like realize that George didn't get in the right queue. And then he asked the guy, and he's like, but you said you didn't have a ticket and he's like yeah my friend was getting oh it my friend me. was getting it yeah. yeah that's right yeah and he's really unapologetic about it nice he's such a prick yeah, yeah. <laughs> typical new yorker betrayed in the show yeah yeah yeah, yeah. There, there seemed a lot of them just seem to be dicks yeah yes yeah. don't care crazy um so the cinema sells out of tickets and unfortunately they miss out on a screening elaine and kramer meet up at the cinema with george kramer wants to get a hot dog from papaya king as he doesn't want to eat <laughs> but the i cinema. want a papaya king hot dog <laughs> but i want a papaya king he doesn't want to eat the cinema food and they decide to go on us and it's funny because you know in the lloyd Braun episode the gum yeah. he eats that old hot dog yeah. i love how he was like i hate concession yeah and then he eats it like three seasons later yeah work that one work yeah. that one out yeah how doesn't he is... just do that to make lloyd Braun happy though yeah because someone much. makes a comment about like you'd be crazy to eat that hot yeah, dog yeah. What are, you, what are you talking about? You know, he's not crazy. Yeah. He's perfectly sane. This is perfectly sane food to eat. Yeah. And he's, like, he's like, how is it? And he's like, interesting. <laughs> like Interest- barely managing to keep yeah. it in his mouth. Mm, interesting texture. <laughs> yeah. He's like dry And he bites into it so keenly too. He's just like, oh, mm, yeah. it's good. <laughs> but it's funny. Three seasons or four seasons before, he doesn't want a bar of the concession mm, food. And maybe Papaya King hot dogs went downhill. Now he's like, they're just equal with movie hot dogs, so Probably. it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, they decide to go to a sol- smaller cinema to see a later screening of the film. Uh, Jerry's unaware of this cinema change, and he misses Kramer when he goes to get a hot dog. A comedy of errors ensues, and everyone except Kramer misses out on seeing Checkmate at the Paradise Theatre. They end up seeing Rochelle Rochelle there instead, and th- there's just so many things that happen, you know? It's too yeah. hard to explain in the plot, Yeah, yeah. you know? It was a, it was a really well-written episode, because you've got, you've got that classic thing where... All four storylines are kind of related, but they're all individual and they all sort of just sync up at the end perfectly. Yeah. Just in the lobby, they all just come out and they all just explain what happened and then yeah. that's it. And, and it's literally only yeah. like the last two minutes of the episode that they're actually kind of all in one place at one time and yeah. then it just ends. Yeah. It just ends, yeah. yeah. It, and it's crazy because that technique's been used several times in like older films, like 30s, 40s, 50s, you know, like you've got your back turned and then like your mate walks past and doesn't know you're there or yeah. maybe you're being chased by someone it's and then you hide kind of, somewhere and you know it's, it's, it's almost kind of relying on like slapstick comedy mm. where yeah. it's just like just all these things that couldn't happen or wouldn't happen but it's all based on timing I think the movie is definitely one of the most slapstick episodes ever yeah. I've for what yeah. you kind of reminds me think? of the yeah. subway in a way where you've yeah. got four individual storylines yeah. in an external setting um, and they will kind of just link up at the end. They all join together. Yeah, 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 yeah pretty There's much. There's even like one scene, I think, where um, Elaine is coming out of the cinema as Kramer is walking in and they literally miss each other by like se- like half of a second. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yep. I think that's George and Elaine. He's going in and she's coming out. Oh, is it? Yeah, but okay. I kn- yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. just, yeah. So yeah. close. So yeah. close, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I love how they describe themselves. It's like, have you seen a girl like... Curly, curly hair, face like a frying pan. Yeah, <laughs> with a wall. <laughs> yeah, with a wall. <laughs> have you seen a guy, short guy, glasses? You know, you know. looks like Humpty Dumpty. Looks like yeah. Humpty. No, I haven't seen him. No, I haven't. Have you seen, seen a guy like a hipster? Is that where she describes yeah, Kramer's hipster, hipster doofus? Hipster doofus, yeah, high the, hair, yeah, with the long face or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And Jerry's. I think Jerry. Jerry's like description. Yeah, he's got a horse. No, he's Elaine got horse calls teeth. Kramer a, yeah, yeah. Jerry's. Uh, Jerry's got horse teeth and a long face. Yeah, five foot eleven or five foot ten. Yeah, and he's like five foot eleven, horse teeth. 
Yeah, long yeah. face and horse teeth. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or is it a horse face? I don't I know. know. I think it's horse teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> long face and horse teeth. That's right. I think. Yeah, 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 pretty yeah. much. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the plot of the episode. Our other secondaries in this one include Perry Anzoliti. He plays the usher, and who f- doesn't seem to like George, but doesn't mind Kramer and anyone else. <laughs> no, work that one out. Yeah. Or Elaine. He's yeah, quite helpful with Elaine as yeah. well. Yeah, exactly. Sort of. Yeah, borderline helpful. Yeah, yeah. He's he's less of an asshole to Elaine than George. Mm. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, Eric Popick as Morris or Maurice, uh, Christy Miller as the concessionaire, also known as the popcorn lady, and Lynn Hayes as the woman behind Elaine in the cinema. Yep. And yep. there's a couple of other secondaries we'll go through um, as well. So uh, we decided in this episode we'll start with order of appearance. So we'll start with Curtis, who's the manager um, at the Improv. Yeah, let's get cracking, Steve. Yeah, so he was played by Tom LaGrua. Uh, he was born in 1949 in Brooklyn. Um, he's a moderately well-known actor. He's known for Caroline in the City, uh, the famous Teddy Zed, whatever the fuck that is, <laughs> and Big Business, which is actually a really good movie. Nice. Really good. So my first uh, thought was that uh, he, he obviously he knows and loves stand-up. He's been in that industry forever. Yeah. I reckon he was one of the founders of the club. He probably worked for the owners from the get-go, and I think that he's always tried to be a stand-up comedian, but he's never gotten... He just isn't either good or yeah. he's just, you know... He just never, never got in the break. He's probably better away from the microphone. Yeah, like he's probably more talented, more a behind the scenes guy. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you reckon he comes from like a family of comedians? Is that what you mean? No, no. I uh, just think he just aspired to be a comedian, but right. he he just never made it. But, yeah, you know, he still he he wasn't uh, he wasn't uh, what's the word demotivated to to sort of get out of it or cynical yeah. about it. He yeah. still liked being around it, but he still sort of had personal dreams of being a comedian. But he's never. You know, never got the break, or maybe just wasn't talented, or whatever. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. you see how really in depth we go, Stacey, with the mm, characters. Like yeah, characters yeah. who might even be in one scene. Yeah, just yeah I hadn't really given them. it that much thought, but now that you're talking about it, yeah, like, but he's not really all that much older. Like, he is a little bit older than than Jerry and yeah, the characters. Yeah, he looks maybe five or ten years older. Yeah, but he's not significantly older, so he's not kind of like he, you don't get that sense that he's like that washed up has been. Yeah, like, as you said, yeah. he's still active in the community. Yeah, he's still making himself a part of the stand up. Stand-up scene, yeah, definitely. Especially in New York, it would be massive there, too. Yeah, but just not, like, personally for himself. So, as you said, maybe he gave it a shot and it didn't work out, or it's just something that he's, like, a part of still. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, It's obvious as well that he doesn't like Buckles. He's just Mm. humouring him. Yeah, exactly, because Buckles is just there to, like, hang out, hoping there's a a vacancy, Yeah, Yeah. That's what he's there for. Yeah, he's a comedy pest. He is. He's a comedy parasite. He's a parasite, (laughs) yeah, he is. And his name's Buckles. Yeah, exactly. What is this, the 30s? Jesus. Yeah, is, he the, is he the guy who's in a like a much later episode and he's wearing like rainbow coloured braces? Oh no, I th- the prop comic. No, you see, isn't he the prop comic? No, that's the fire, isn't it? I can't remember. I'm you, pretty sure. No, I, pretty I, sure I think Pat Buckles is only in. This no, I think episode. he's only. No, I think, I think it's so. another one. No, I, but oh. I think I think the guy. I think another one you're talking about, Stacey. Right. He's he's another character. But him and Jerry, unlike those two, Jerry mm. can't despise his Buckles. Mm. I think Jerry gets along with this character with this okay. other. He's a prop comic. Right. Yeah. Oh. It's it's the fire. Remember how George yells fire, fire, and then mm. at the end he's you know the prop comic pretends he's holding up the bartender, and then George goes, "He's got a gun." Yeah, he runs right. out. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But it's like a prop gun. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. all coming back to me now. Mm-hmm. Yes, Celine yes. Dion. It's all coming back to you. <laughs> yeah. And I reckon my impression of him was that he's just like a nice, solid dude. He gets along with everyone. I mean, he even humors Buckles just to keep the peace, just yeah. to make the you know the club run smoothly. Exactly. Yeah. I reckon he's highly respected as a as an as a awesome sort of club manager. Yeah. You know, he he's got everyone's respect. Everyone likes him, and he just you know he just he's he knows what he's doing. He's awesome at his job. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So uh, next character, probably the major secondary character of the episode, 
Uh, Pat Buckles. Buckles, yes. Now, he's played by Barry Diamond. Uh, he's known for being in Bachelor Party and House Party. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Party, party, party. Party, yeah. party, party. Too bad he's a bit of a party pooper, his character. <laughs> um, so, yeah, with Buckles, I reckon... Like, obviously, you know, unlike, you know, we spoke about Banya last week, yep. where I had a theory that Banya wanted to use Jerry, but then you said Banya's He's too, too stupid, dumb. too dumb to, you know, how some people will try and befriend someone to try and get somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Banya just wanted to be Jerry's friend. Yeah. But we know at the in the final scene, Buckles wants to use Jerry because Buckles says to Jerry, can he fit me in on The Tonight Show? Yeah. The Tonight Show at the time with like Jay Leno. Yeah. You know what I mean? He just sort of, he just crowbars that into the conversation. There's an yeah. awkward pause and he's like, can you get me on to Can the you get tonight me on tonight show? Tonight? Oh, yeah. yeah. So obviously he has like an ulterior motive to befriend Jerry. Yeah. And Jerry, uh, like with Banya as well, can't stand him. Mm. Hates. He must hate like rival comedians or something. He's a real. But Buckles is a really path- like when I was watching it today. One of the biggest things that came out for me was like he just oozes. He's pathetic. He's pathetic. Yeah, yeah. Pathetic. Like, that's the word. Yeah. Yep, yep, and like yep, yep, he yep. also at the towards the end, he's like asking Jerry to like store his coat. Yeah, only just for one, two months. Just one just, coat just for, two for a couple of months because yeah. his wardrobe is so bursting full yeah, of stuff yeah. that he, he doesn't dare to open it. You know, like he just and he's like begging Jerry to come out with him. Like, let's go see Rochelle. Rochelle. You it's know? just obnoxious, he's isn't just, he? Yeah. He's just like sad yeah he's very sad isn't lonely he? he's but a not sad in a guy. way that makes you feel bad for him yeah no he's too much he's too much of a punisher mm. and a fucking like an irritant like banya like banya to me he's like banya squared yeah like mm. banya banya i'm like he's annoying and if i think i said last week if if he was real i would i wouldn't be an asshole to him like jerry but i would do what i can to avoid him yeah of course buckles i would uh, i wouldn't abuse him but i would be as cold as jerry is yeah. i would just be like just basically just fuck off like, like just yeah. go away you're annoying like for me banyo like is annoying as fuck but he's likable in a way he's kind of like he, ned flanders because he's you sweet. know he's just so innocent sweet you know but buckles i just think he's a dick yeah i just think he's just annoying as shit yeah and the fact he's trying to use jerry mm. to try and get on the tonight show i mean that's and he ridiculous doesn't shut up like he just talks about like the most innate yeah boring shit that yeah. nobody cares about yeah. and it's just like going on and on and on and jerry's yeah. in that taxi and he's J- Buckles is the reason why they get stuck in the traffic Exactly, jam, yeah. Jerry's like, take Park. And then Buckles is like, no, take 55th. Yeah. And then, they get and then stuck Jerry's in the head just goes <laughs> and just drops. He's like, no, I'm yeah. going to be so, late. Yeah, he's a super pest. Yeah, yeah. he's a super pest. Super exactly pest. Right. Definitely not in my top 20 seconds. Uh-uh. No, 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 no way. I guess you could say Jerry buckled under the pressure. Oh, sure <laughs> did. He obviously, he doesn't... Pat like- yourself on the back. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. What am I doing with my life? I don't know. <laughs> Making puns. Making puns. He obviously doesn't like fish either. Yeah, He's that's very, right. Stay away from the fish, Jerry. Yeah, I mean, he grew up in Sheepshead Bay, which is uh, part of New York. Um, and it, I looked it up. Uh, it has a... Well, it did have a thriving seafood industry. Mm. So him saying that he would be able to smell fish like mm. all day, every day... Makes sense. You know, would have you know would have been the case if he lived near the fish markets or yeah. where the boats load in. Um, and obviously, yeah, doesn't like fish, and he he's, he implores Jerry not to eat fucking fish. Jerry's <laughs> like, I will, you know, I think he just says yes just to shut him up. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. But even then, like when he was like, he's like, yeah, yeah, I get your point. And then Buckles is like, do I have a point? Yeah, like yeah. he's like going on and on about this fish. But then when Jerry actually agrees with him, he turns around then and was like, do I even have a point? Like he questions himself. Yeah, he's kind of self aware. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that. really weird. Yeah, he's kind of like Banya, but a bit smarter and a bit more annoying. Yeah, and yeah. and trying to use Jerry to as an ends to a means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Means yeah. to an end. Yeah. Means to an end. Yeah, I th- yeah. That's I think it. Banya like he idolizes Jerry, and he just wants to be like him. 
and he's you know he's sucking up but that's not his main motivation whereas no. buckles is like you know he yeah he's just trying to leech off him he's more of an opportunist yeah for sure yeah. i also made a little note this might be getting a little bit in depth but when he makes the comment the about more in depth the better <laughs> yeah please when he makes please. the comment about wanting jerry to take his coat and he says that like there's no room in his closet because it's overflowing with stuff and then i was like maybe he's a hoarder because he seems like he seems quite insecure. He's always kind of like, you know, trying to get people around him and he's begging Jerry to hang out with yeah, him yeah, and yeah. like trying to make plans that Jerry's not interested in, clearly tacking himself onto Jerry when he has no interest in spending time with him. So yeah. he's got this like quite insecure, you know, sort of like persona. And then when he makes the comment about that and I was like, oh, you know, maybe he's he's a hoarder and he has this quite complex like personality that he's trying to cover up by this really yeah. over the top, you know, he does the voice impressions and everything. And it's like, yeah, I don't know. It was just a little note, but it came, sort of came to me when I was watching the episode. And my job's done. Thanks guys. Yeah. Uh, you, I think you <laughs> just, and Steven. Yes. I think you just nailed it. Yeah. I think pretty much. Yeah. He's obviously yeah. a loner and he's very insecure. Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, you're yeah. a natural Bidwa Basque. <laughs> yeah. You are. A na- you, you are a Bidwa Basque. You're a friend of the Bidwa Basque. Thank you. You know, officially. Yeah. Yeah. Friendly. We have only the a few unofficial, friends. The unofficial third member. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Just don't do a Yoko Ono and come in and fuck shit up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And don't don't order perfume in a small hat. <laughs> no, it's, a, it's what is a it? plum floating in gin and a man's hat. Yeah. <laughs> Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> it's, got a, <laughs> it's just got it right pre-prepared. Other than Seinfeld, basically, we talk about is Simpsons as okay. well. So. Yeah. <laughs> that one I lost. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Um, did you have anything else about Buckles? No, no, that was it. Yeah, I think I think Stacey nailed it on the head. Yeah, insecure bastard, and he's so desperate to hang out with Jerry, <laughs> he'll just say, "Oh, can you look after my coat?" Do you reckon that's him trying to have some power over Jerry so he has an excuse? <laughs> Almost like you know when like oh, someone has like a, the keys. Yeah, like someone has like a one night stand and they'll like accidentally leave their sonnies there so yeah, they have an yeah. excuse to go back, even if the other person doesn't want it. Do you think it's maybe <laughs> he's like he's trying that? to get leverage from one fucking coat? Maybe. <laughs> oh, maybe. I wouldn't put it past him. He's I mean, that he's desperate, that desperate and yeah. pathetic yeah. enough. Yeah, probably. Yeah. It's yeah. possible, yeah. Mm. Yeah. How do you think he would go interacting with Banya? Do you, do you think even Banya would like eventually just say fuck off? Like, or do you think, or do you think they'd just cancel each other? Out? I think he'd probably take advantage of Banya. I reckon Paul <laughs> Banya true. would would be used. He'd Kenny be the stooge. Yeah, Kenny. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's a bit hard because there's three of us sharing two microphones. So yeah. you're probably wondering, you know, why why does it sound a bit weird? Don't worry. We're okay. doing the best that we can with the resources we have. Yes. So don't stress. Okay. I don't think anyone's stressing. No, I don't, I don't think, think anyone's like, shit, their audio quality isn't as good as normal. Oh, God. What's going on? i got to send them another microphone. <laughs> Actually, oh, yeah, if you please want. Please do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the next time Stephen and I don't have to sit so close to one another. Yeah, it's a bit uncomfortably intimate. <laughs> um uh yeah that's all i had so the next person i think we should talk about is uh the guy in line the guy oh, yeah. ahead of george mm-hmm. ticket holders ticket buyers <laughs> ticket holders ticket buyers clearly a dick yeah. totally first thing i thought was he's utterly joyless there's zero mm-hmm. emotion he's just like monotone mm-hmm. he just hates the world yeah total totally joyless he's just like his nihilistic friend as well who gets the tickets yep yeah. Yeah. Nihilist is probably a really good way to put up. Uh, yeah. You know, to, to summarise him. Totally joyless. Do you reckon he's like an accountant or something? He just does like a boring he bean counting job. He looks a little job. bit too... I don't know. To me, he looks like a little bit alternative. Okay. Just like his general... Like he's sort of... He looks a little bit nerdy maybe, but also like I think he's... You know, just his hair and his general styling. To me, I sort of get the sense that he's... Yeah, like that nihilist theme to yeah, me really yeah. stands out i feel like he's a little bit you know like kind of fuck the system and that's why like 
when George is like, do you have a ticket? And he's just like, no. Yeah, he's you just know? like, no. He's just like, yeah. nah, like, just doesn't give a shit. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And then Definitely. when and then when they say, oh, did you, how, you said you didn't have a ticket. Oh, my friend got it. Mm. It's just like, you know, it's like not like, oh, I'm sorry, I misunderstood. Nah, just it's just like, no. Complete matter of fact, like, yeah, my friend was getting it. Yeah, matter What's of fact. your problem yeah. Too kind bad. of thing. Too bad. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I like him though. Yeah, he's an asshole, but I like him. Well, if he was, if it wasn't for him, the entire episode wouldn't have happened. That's true. We wouldn't, we wouldn't <laughs> he's have a podcast quite to do. Crucial. Yeah. Absolutely, he's the linchpin. Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. And before we get into more characters, I had a couple of trivia notes. I usually give trivia uh, okay. of the episode. Just a couple of notes. Yeah. Um. So you know, there's two unseen characters in Checkmate. Mm. The voices of Jerry Seinfeld and Larry David. Really? They do the voices. Huh. I thought I recognised Larry when yeah, I was listening yeah. to it, but I was like, "Is it?" Because often when Larry does voices in the show, it's very clearly Larry David. Yeah, yeah. You can tell a hundred percent. I think it's his but voice. It's yeah. A little. It's not as obvious in this no. one. And I also kind of thought that I picked up on Jerry. Jerry but I was yeah. like, "Nah," because he doesn't do voices. No, he says one or show. two lines in the in the, in the thing. When but they're in watching Checkmate. Uh, no, no, but only in Checkmate, in I mean. In this one. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, so in yeah. Checkmate, there's a scene where two people are talking, yeah. two blokes. Yeah, that's yeah. Jerry and Larry. Huh, they do cool. the that. That's pretty cool, huh? Okay. <laughs> and another thing, yeah. uh, the episode mentions Rochelle Rochelle for the first time. Yep. And it's later, George later rents it on video in The Smelly Car. And it becomes a musical in The Understudy. With Bette Midler. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Rochelle, Rochelle. Rochelle, <laughs> And the softball team, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and I reckon when we when we do The Understudy, Bette Midler will be like one of the most famous people we've ever spoken about. Yeah. yeah. We're, yeah. we're always trying to figure out who the most famous person is. Like, who's like ever secondary, appeared. Secondary. Yeah, who's ever appeared on the show. Initially, we were like Courtney Cox. And then we mm. were like Brian Cranston. But he's mm. more famous now than when he was, you know, in the, in the 90s. But yeah. Courtney Cox was like at the peak of, well, at the start of the, you know, biggest thing in her career at Friends. Yeah. But Bette Midler at that time, she'd been famous Massive. for 40 years. Massive, so yeah. I would I would argue that so far she's the most famous person. Yeah, that's Bette Midler. Yeah. I couldn't think of another no. character that would no. have been bigger at the time or since. Yeah. yeah. Like Terry Hatcher. Is yeah, in it, and that, but like, she wasn't as big at the time. Not at the time. No. Afterwards, they yeah. got big, but yeah, I think Bette Midler would have to be like the standout. Mm. Yeah, Bette yeah. Midler. Yeah, yeah, yep. for sure, yep. definitely. Yeah, and uh, I think both of you. I think we should all have a go at saying uh, the uh, Rochelle Rochelle sort of tagline in our most erotic voice possible. Okay, starting okay. with you, Stacey. A young girl's strange erotic journey from Milan to Minsk. Oh, that was good. It's going to be hard to beat. Now you, Ivan. A young girl's strange erotic journey from Milan to Minsk. Ooh, yeah. tough competition. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Smooth as caramel. Yes. Now, Stephen. Oh, okay. It's getting sweaty in here. <laughs> A young girl's strange erotic journey from Milan <laughs> to Minsk. <laughs> I think that was, I'll a bit, that was a bit more whispering. I, I, I was going to say I want to go to Milan, but I thought no, not now. I think no. I'll stay in Melbourne. Okay. <laughs> hey, Stephen. Was that a bit more creepy than seductive? Yeah, <laughs> that was kind of like that was kind of like hello. I don't know if you noticed, but I physically recoiled. <laughs> yeah, you did. You did actually. It's like hello, Aline. Yeah. <laughs> With the mannequin, hello, yeah. Aline. <laughs> anyway, yes. back to the secondary characters, shall Indeed, we? Indeed. Yes. Yeah. Next. Uh, so who have we got next? We have Maurice. He oh, is yeah. the other comedy club manager. Yeah, he's in it for about twenty odd seconds. Yeah, uh, he's played by Eric Popic, um, and he is known for Basic Instinct and oh. Single White Female. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Um, he. Yeah. The only things I had is that. Yeah. He's the manager at the other comedy club. He's basically 
a um, he's kind of like a bizarro um, Curtis. Yeah, you know where like the like, bizarro Jerry. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah, where yeah. Curtis is like respected, yeah. where and you know liked by everyone. Whereas Maurice is a bit of a jerk. Mm. He's a real stickler for punctuality. He sort mm. of like berates Jerry and treats yeah, him like a child. Yeah, of course. Jerry's like you know I I was late in traffic because of because uh, of buckles, and he's just like you know those are the rules. He sort of. Yeah, I don't reckon anyone likes him. But that's probably why he's so successful. You know, he's so yeah. punctual and, you know, that's he's true. to the rules. That's yeah. He probably makes a ton. Yeah. Yeah. There is a saying in showbiz, it's like, turn up on time and you'll always have work. Yeah. You know, like, it doesn't matter how good of an actor you are, if you don't respect schedules and timings and other people's sort of roles. Yeah. Yeah. People mm. think you're an asshole. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah. That's true. That's very true. But in the episode, there's actually been a, um, a confusion on Jerry's behalf. So when he gets there, he's saying to Maurice, I thought you said 950 not 9.15. And then Maurice retorts and gets like very kind of, you know, up on his high horse and is like, well, it's not my responsibility, sort of, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then he like says like something about like, um, you know, if you can't get here on time, we'll have to reassign the time to one of your peers. Like he uses this super yeah. formal <laughs> yeah, yeah. kind of one like of managerial one of your peers. language. Yeah, you exactly. Know? And he's like very much like talked down mm. to Jerry, even though he's clearly made an error. <laughs> he's just, Maurice is taking no responsibility for it whatsoever and is gets very like haughty, I think would be the word for it. Haughty is very good. I'm mm. putting you on performance management, Jerry. Yeah. yeah. You're banned for three weeks. Exactly. Yeah. Was that a pun? Performance management? No, not really. Oh, okay. It is now. <laughs> it is now. Yeah, so to me he is uh, the anti Curtis. Yeah. yeah. He's he's unliked, whereas Curtis mm. is loved. So the next person we should talk about is the Usher. 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 The Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not Usher. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. little that's, that's little John. <laughs> no, but he was in one of Usher's songs. Was he? Yeah. I would okay. assume so. Yeah, yeah. probably. I yeah. think he appears. Okay. <laughs> what? What? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Have so, you seen that wonderful? Um, oh no. The Dave Chappelle. Yes. Yeah, yeah. With At the Susan airport. Sarandon, where she's like, "Would you like a ham sandwich?" And he's like, "What? <laughs> Would you like me to make you a ham sandwich?" Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Is the one he's at the airport and he's like trying to buy a ticket and they're like, you know, we've only got first class tickets. He's like, "Oh, what? <laughs> okay." And then he goes on like this really like smart. Insightful yeah. like monologues. He's and like, he has like well, a really blah, blah, fancy blah, British blah, 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 accent. <laughs> <laughs> and this is when Little John was actually relevant. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. the whole thing with the what is that he always has to move his dreadlocks out. From, like his dreadlocks are so thick he oh, can't hear. So he's like, what? And he's like, oh, what? <laughs> oh man, I love Chappelle so much. Oh, me too. Me too. You can still find the yeah. clips on YouTube. Yeah, incredible. Yeah, that's uh, so, what we're doing. So Usher was played by Penny <laughs> Perry Anzalotti. Uh, he's known for appearing in the films Angus and Bean, the Ultimate Disaster movie. Is that a Mr. Bean movie? Yeah. Okay. He was actually also in Dinosaurs. You know that crappy animatronic oh. show from like from 1991. Oh, nice. Like the oh, that one. Yeah, they were like, like puppets. Yeah, 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 and yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. And Pizza Hut did the. I mean, sorry, no yes, plugs. Yes, did. plugs. Money. Um, they did the tailgate toppers, and there was the one with the baby, the baby pink dinosaur. Oh yeah, I remember yeah, the baby yeah, yeah. What was her catch line? It was like baby. Something. I she don't had like remember, a, but obnoxious. everybody had those on their um toe balls. Ah. Oh. Oh I yeah, yeah, those. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, no, anyway. I don't recall I those. Think I yeah. those. Sidebar. Must have been yeah. a Brisbane thing, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? So I couldn't decide, do you think he has a selective bad memory or he is just fucking with George? I think he's fucking I think for me, I think he's one of those people who doesn't take a liking to some people. He probably you know, some people have like that sixth sense where people know if they're good people or shit people. Like I think with him he has a sense that George is a dick. <laughs> you know? And you know, obviously like 
he can sense it, so he doesn't. He gives George a hard time. Mm. But with Kramer, out of I've always said, out of the core four, Kramer's the nicest out of the four. Yeah. He's got and a he, heart, and, he, and he's the only one with a good heart out yeah, of the, he out befri- of the four. He befriends sort of people who are on the fringes of society. Yeah, exactly. He's normally the moral compass. Yeah, although yeah. he's a bit. More eccentric, yeah. No, but but my my thing is, I reckon like he's able to tell. He's good with people's body language and personalities. You know, he's just got that kind of. Some people just have the knack. They can mm. just tell who's a liar. The Kavorka. The Kavorka. <laughs> yes, the Kavorka. Yes, pretty much. And I reckon he looks at George. Kavorka. You even said it with the accent. Kavorka. Sorry, well, I have been to Eastern Europe. Yeah, there you go. Were there plenty of Kavorkas there, or no? no. Did anyone use their Kavorka on you? Oh. No, nope. not disclosing that in this okay. place. That's true. People will listen to that. They will. Oh, you're um, gonna have to anyway. <laughs> <laughs> off, off air. Yeah, yeah. Whereas George, yeah, like for George, he just gives him a hard time. Mm. Whereas Kramer, straight away, is like, oh yeah, that's fine. Go straight through. Mm. Like, yeah, without a ticket. Yeah. Yeah, I just think he he just picks up on people. I watched the interaction though to try and identify if there was some sort of because obviously George can be an asshole a lot of the time to a lot of people. And like what you were saying about Kramer is true. Like he's he probably makes the most mistakes, but he's also I think the most genuine. Like his mistakes are he's a likable fool. Yeah. You know, like he makes errors. But a hipster it's not, doofus. He is a hipster doofus. <laughs> yeah. Whereas the he's others I feel like are sort of more selfish and personally motivated and driven. Whereas yeah. Kramer just does stupid stuff and gets himself in trouble. So like I was watching the interaction between the two to try and identify if there was something that George did that set yeah. the usher off, but I couldn't pick up anything. Like George is quite amiable and, and likable when he first sort of asked about the thing and then as soon as he can't find the stub that's when he starts being like I've been going to the cinema for 25 years and no it's only when he can't locate yeah, the stub because yeah. the guy asks him and George is like yeah sure and starts looking for mm-hmm. it it's not until he can't find it that he starts getting a little antsy about it and then yep. the usher just flat out refuses yeah so do you think the usher is a bit of a stickler for the rules like even though he um, you know he lets Kramer in do you think for some people he just you know, throws the rule book at him. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Because Kramer's just like, oh, my friends bought me a ticket. I think they're inside. And he's like, yeah, go through. Yeah, like, that's, yeah so that's the thing it's, too. It's yeah, obviously yeah, something yeah. with George. Something about him. And then, like, when Elaine goes and complains about the fact that someone took her seat. Yeah. Oh, no, no. I just had a thought. Sorry. Oh, okay, no, I was doing like right. a hand motion. No, no, sorry. No, <laughs> Ivan was just like, testify. What, what, testify. <laughs> Praise um, the Lord. So, yeah. So, when Elaine goes and says like, oh, I, I went out for two seconds and someone's taken my seat and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, well, I can't help you. But, but he makes the suggestion, but I can let you go see Rochelle Rochelle. Yeah. So, he's not super helpful to Elaine, but he does still personally give up that option. Do you, what I was going to say was, do you think... Like, just theorising here, because we love theorising, but I don't want to be a secondary character. We do. Do you think, for example, maybe George was in a line, maybe like, you know, if I could hypothesise mm. here, like, in a, not in an episode per mm. se, but say in the whole universe, do you think maybe, like, that guy was waiting in line for something and George maybe cut him off or maybe did something to him and he probably remembers faces and he's like, yeah. this guy looks familiar. Mm. Yeah. I remember him. You know, he did something, so I'm going to give him a freaking hard time yeah that's Entirely a possibility possible. yeah yeah because yeah. george is selfish asshole yeah pretty he much he would do something like yeah. that yeah i guess not remember yeah yeah i mean it's not 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 in canon with the episode but i'm just yes. saying like you know if you see someone like if you've got, got good photographic mm. memory if someone cuts you off or mm-hmm. you know does something pushes you out of the way or something and you remember their face and then you see them again yeah down the street you're like oh i remember you yeah you yeah. Know, like, yeah 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 yep. i'm just gonna throw the book at you yeah i think that's yeah yeah, I think that's a good possibility. Yeah. That get- makes some sense because I can't 
I can't identify anything in the episode that yeah. gives him reason to be like, and like especially like they do it the first time, and then George goes out the wrong thing, has to come back around. That's right. We were doing this two and minutes like, ago. And he's like, we just did like, this two minutes ago, and the guy is just like complete deadpan. Yeah. No recognition. Like yeah. he's obviously making a point at that stage yeah, exactly. of being a dick, but pretending like he's not. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's something. I think George must have done something in mm. between episodes to him, just mm-hmm. to get him off. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I think that's probably the best rationale. Yeah. yeah. Best just, explanation. That makes sense from yeah. from like a rational perspective. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Because even if he was like a vibe guy and he's like just picked up bad vibes off George, no one has that bad of a memory that they wouldn't remember. Mm-mm. You know, it's not like he would forget. Unless his mother was a goldfish. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Five second memory. Although that's been disproven. So. It has. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, should we go for a quick break and talk about some more characters? Let's do it. A young girl's strange erotic journey from Milan to Minsk. But I always get confused in the movie theater by the by the plot. It's embarrassing. This is an embarrassing thing to have to admit, but I'm the one that you see in the parking lot after the movie talking with his friends going, Oh, you mean that was the same guy from the beginning? <laughs> Nobody will explain it to you. When you're in the theater, you can't find out. Why did they kill that guy? Why did they kill that guy? Who was that guy? he was with them wasn't he with them why would they kill him if he was with them so Stephen this is and Stacey I should say sorry Stacey there's three of us in the studio today season 4 episode 14 we're talking about and that's the movie and we've gone through quite a few characters I'm can't be bothered going through them. If you have, if, if you started listening, like you should have been about, paying more you, attention. You, you're yeah. about to listen. You're like, we've gone through the secondary characters. Oh, no, I'm yeah, not going to do that. Just, just listen. Yeah, just listen. Yeah. If you if, if you go if you started listening to the podcast now, what's wrong with you? Yeah, I was going to say, why would you do that? <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. I'm just going to select 38 minutes in or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. sounds good. I think it's going to be a bit more than 38 minutes. Yeah, it's a long episode. one. Yeah, yeah. So who are we talking about next, Stephen? Uh, so next we'll be talking about the ticket clerk. Yes. Yeah. So that's the one that um, is the recipient of all the funny descriptions. Mm. Of that's the right. Court. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So she works at the Paragon, and the only other thing that I had about her was that she has a really bad memory. Yeah. She's hilarious. Yeah. I love her. Like, is he the guy with the horse face? And <laughs> yeah, the yeah, that's right. Haven't seen him. I like. I like her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's not a lot to work with. Yeah. Haven't yeah. seen him. Yeah. I didn't get the actress's name either. Yeah. Did you have anything about it? I think with her, I, she just you know she sees so many faces every day, especially on a Saturday night. She pretty can't remember who she is. You know, if I said, oh, someone six foot, short blonde hair, beard, tats, demolition shirt, you know, he'd probably be, they'd probably be like, He's oh. talking about me, by the way. Mm. Uh, demolition. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, other, yeah. other than the beard. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, much. and the demolition shirt, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll put a photo up on Instagram to show how similar we are. Yeah. yeah. I'll put a who wore it better post. <laughs> <laughs> you and Stacey. I'll, cu- I'll cut the sleeves off my, my, uh, my T-shirt. Oh, there you oh, go. Oh, there you it's go. Hot. Okay. It's just hot. Yeah. That's true. There you go. Cool. Yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you know, she sees so many people. She's like, I don't remember who that is. You know, it's probably like five people that I saw who looks like Kramer. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like, why, 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 why would I care? One of the things I found a little bit confusing about it though is that she gets into the game, you know, like when Kramer first describes Jerry and then George comes over and is describing Kramer. And then she kind of gives some feedback. So she's like the guy with the, you know, the horse tape, you know, horse oh, face. Oh, yeah, and, and then she mentions one of the descriptions. She's she like, uses with, um, the description right. herself, as Stephen was just saying, but then yeah. it was like, no, hasn't, haven't seen him. So she's like, she's playing along with it to a point, but then she's also still, yeah, as you said, has a terrible memory and no help whatsoever. And then when 
I think Jerry comes along and asks about something and she personally describes she's like oh, I saw a guy with glasses and like a Humpty Dumpty head yeah 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 so yeah. like she's then engaging in that same game that of game, like the yeah. weird descriptors and, and she the probably knows that everything. they're all linked the three or four yeah. of them yeah yeah so she's like she's playing along with it but then she's still very like ambivalent and unhelpful and yeah. kind of like kooky well, I she's got working the sense, on a Saturday night she yeah care. but she's just a bit I don't know I got the sense that she's kind of like you know she's working in a movie theatre She's maybe in the arts. I got that sort of, you know, like the weird kooky kind of actress, you know, artistic kind of character that's just a bit like off with the fairies mm. maybe. A bit of a space cadet maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, no, that's, I think that's a fair description. I like it though. I like when she's just like recounting the description. She's like the guy with the horse face and the thing. Haven't seen him. <laughs> she like builds him. it up and then just disappoints. She's like yeah. this guy and, you know, they're probably like, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. No, haven't seen haven't him. Seen him. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so the next character is the uh, the I had her down as the lobby staff member, but you have her down as the concessionaire. She's credited as concessionaire, right? Yeah. Okay. Played by Christy Mellor. Uh, she's known for being in Heather's and voicing oh. characters in Shrek the Third and Anne. Stacy's like, oh yeah, love me some Heather's. Heather's, What's Winona Ryder. What? It's Winona Ryder, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Aren't they like goths? Isn't that how it works? No. Oh God, my friends are gonna hate me if I forget who's in it. Um. Stacey's friends are like, unsubscribe, unsubscribe, <laughs> that's it, done. There's they have to subscribe first. <laughs> there's, three, there's three girls who are all named Heather, and they're the Heathers, and then there's like a new girl, and she like befriends them and stuff, and they're actually evil. Have you guys seen the, like, there's a 90s kind of similar adaptation? Of the craft. No, Jawbreaker yeah. with oh, Rose McGowan. Oh, yeah, so yeah. Heather's is kind of like the original version of that. So I was thinking the craft. Yeah, and they're oh, like, what's your damage, Heather? <laughs> Right. They're all sort of like a little bit valley girly and they're all sort of, yeah, like top tier preppy girls. And oh. there's three of them whose names are Heather and then there's a new girl and they like trying to get her into the group but they make her do like awful things. Like Heather. Process. Yeah, but they're yeah. like, yeah, they're, not, they're, not nice. Okay, Heather. Not like innocent it invo- chasing, it, like, it, People up. die. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's a great movie and it's also been made into a, um, a stage show. Okay. My friends and I went and saw it in theatres. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Heather it looks up. so bad in leather. <laughs> Is that what they're like? Kind of. Rudy's, yeah. And she also voiced, uh, Christy Mellor voiced characters in Shrek the Third and Ants, okay. animated films. Mm. I think with the concessionaire, she really enjoys her job. And I think, you know, like she probably started working there when she was like 15 and she's been there ever since. She's a loyalist. Yeah, loyalist, total, yeah. yeah total loyalist. She's like, smiles medium, <laughs> mediums large, large jumbo. Jumbo. Does it have butter? It's got butter flavor. It's got butter flavor. <laughs> it's yellow. It's yellow. <laughs> yeah. uh, off air, Stacey was uh, coming up with an interesting theory about her. So, yeah. Um, I was just sort of saying that, like, her level, as we were saying, like, she maybe she's worked there forever. Yeah. She's completely indoctrinated into, like, the language <laughs> yeah. and the culture of this movie concession stand to the point where it's like she's nearly in a cult. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, she's yeah. like, she's able to rattle off the different sizes and like you know she's like there's no medium but you know blah 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 um but she's not helpful she can't actually really explain like what it is she can just say the word like the name she, she the just labels. says verbatim yeah the so it's like are. she's yeah. like nearly yeah. brainwashed into like the language of this concession stand with, with in no help whatsoever and then when elaine is like do adults ever order the child size <laughs> and she doesn't really get that it's meant to be ironic she's just like not usually not usually yeah and then the comment but about with no yeah, irony no sarcasm nothing yeah, she's like no, no, no she's no. like she's like oh. a clone yeah exactly yeah that, that's 
I think that's pretty much spot on. Yeah, bro, she's <laughs> just a clone. I reckon that the owner of the theatre is running like a secret cult out the back. <laughs> they probably like shows them like propaganda videos. You know, like in... Oh, what's the movie where they... they like pit, oh, clock clock. Yeah, yeah, and they show <laughs> yeah, them like... They get, they get like sticks in their eyes yeah, and stuff. Yeah, so their you eyes know, just, and it's just like... the different popcorn sizes. <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, the popcorn like being poured in and like <laughs> it's stirred a, through the butter. It's like, it's like popcorn being made to like the soundtrack of Beethoven. It's like <laughs> yeah. the Ninth Symphony. <laughs> <laughs> dun, 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 actually be very delicious i'm never going to look at popcorn the same yeah. again and it's really funny when you go to the cinema as well when you order a small popcorn they're like freaking buckets mm. yeah you know? so it's funny how it's like oh small is medium it actually is yeah there is yeah. no small yeah it's true it's funny when you go to america it's like that like here you know i think the coffee size is generally a small um you know small well most coffee shops only have like small and large now mm. yeah so, they uh, except like starbucks or chains yeah and it's usually six ounces and eight ounces. When I went to America a couple of years ago, I think their small in like a service station was 16 ounces. <laughs> and, then, and then a large or a medium was 20. So like a milkshake. Yeah. And then a large <laughs> was 24 ounces. And it was like a bucket of coffee. Wow. And it, it, uh, How many like, shots would be in there? Like three or four? Oh, I don't know. Like, I'm like, how, like, do Americans have like six extra... St- like, where do you put all this liquid? Like, yeah. it was it was crazy. That's crazy. It was insane. Yeah. So you were put off coffee? everything on mass though. Yeah. Like, you see like the mega gulps and... Like mm. the colas that you yeah, get. Yeah, the two liter yeah, slurpees. Yeah, like even if you just get like a large meal from a, a food chain outlet in the States, like the size of the drink you get to us, it was like a bucket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's true. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. No, I think that's a cool little summary of like annoying sizing. Like if you go to Starbucks and it's like, can I just get a large coffee? It's actually grande. And I'm like, it means the same thing. Yeah, can I have like, a grande caramel frappuccino with a lemon shot, please? A lemon shot? I don't know. <laughs> What's a lemon shot? First thing that came to mind. Yeah. And you know like, those hazelnut shots? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those kind of things. Yep. Hazelnut, I understand, but lemon, lemon coffee know. is just yeah. new. No, it wouldn't be. <laughs> I'm sure it's been done. Actually, my friend sent me a, a Snapchat, uh, 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 sorry, a screenshot of a uh, cafe that she went to on the weekend. I don't know where. And the this, the, the, the sentence like prefacing it was, oh, Melbourne, you've out Melbourned yourself. And I'm a total coffee wanker, like uh-huh. avocado and coffee. That's me. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. But even I rolled my eyes at this. It was an avocado coffee. And it had, I think it had coconut water, espresso, avocado, and some other crap in it and it was like an avocado coffee and, and I'm like, like this is just too this is like too meth flavored like avocado i think it's like i think it's more like a smoothie you know how you, you oh, put avocados right. in smoothies mm. and it's kind of creamy mm. but it's got um, espresso in it too yeah yeah, yeah. do they it's serve not, it in an avocado probably <laughs> it's like an eight dollar coffee far yeah around. yeah Jesus. i mean but there is a place in melbourne that serves coffee in an avocado yeah, yeah i've heard of know. it yeah yeah it's yeah. you know i mean i'll i'd go there and do it but it's still weird too weird in an yeah. ironic sense Probably. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Everything I do is ironic. Yeah. <laughs> I live in Northcote. And that's why millennials <laughs> can't buy houses. Avocado coffee. Fucking avocado on toast. Avoca- Pricing me out of the bloody inner city north. And avocado yeah. on, on coffee. Just avocado, well. basically. In, yeah. in general, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. yeah, that's all I had about the... Uh, concessionaire. The concessionaire. Concessionaire. The last secondary character we should talk about is the cab driver. Mm. Yeah. The, yeah. I think he was Russian or Eastern European. Sec- he had a pretty, I think like, Eastern generic. European. Very yeah. Eastern European. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't want to put a place on it. I mean, it, I would imagine... If anyone had to guess, they would say Russian, but mm. I couldn't place it. I oh, think yeah. Just generic Eastern, Eastern European. European yeah, safe. I'm happy with that. He's yeah. from a former Soviet country. Yes. Definitely. I think that's fair to say. Yeah, yes. definitely. Yeah. Um, he, first thing I thought, he's a fucking shit cab driver. Oh, he sure is. <laughs> he's like most cab drivers. Shit. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> wonder how we'd do as an Uber driver. Oh. No, no, we, we stop and get cigarettes. Yeah, we stop and get cigarettes. <laughs> well, because it, but it's like, it's the way he does it is like, he's like, oh, oh, I just have to stop for fuel. 
And then, well, that was a terrible... <laughs> Sorry, anyone who's from Eastern Europe. Cultural appropriation of <laughs> Eastern was, European people. I don't know what peoples. happened then. You're like, fuel? You kind of... You sounded like... Um, fuel? Like, what's his name? Um, Borat at the end. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> no, no, I have to stop for no, fuel. No, I'm going Very nice. How much per liter? <laughs> So first he makes he says that he has to stop for fuel and Jerry's like no 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 please I'm in such a rush and he's like no it's impossible like I'll run <laughs> <laughs> one two three cigarettes ah 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 I wasn't even trying that time um, but no he's like oh no it's impossible I have to stop otherwise we'll we'll run out of we course. can't keep yeah, going yeah, yeah 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 and then Jerry's like oh please please hurry like he's very clear that he's in a rush yeah because he's got to get and to and then the when yeah. he gets yeah. the fuel he comes back and he's like oh I'm just gonna go over the road and get cigarettes and Jerry's He's like, no, come on, like, and but he just doesn't listen. He's like, no, no, we don't be late, like, Nothing just very agreeable, mm. but not really like listening to anything no. Jerry's saying. He's just like very. I got the sense that he's like could have even nearly been to the point where he like may have been like a Soviet spy or something. Oh, like he's yeah. very like manipulative, 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 yeah, yeah, um, and just like not agreeing to anything, not making a straight answer, but just very kind of like underhanded. I just found it really interesting because it's a Saturday night. And you think you want to get as many fares as you can, you know, high patronage. Why the hell would you take your time? Unless if it was the end of his shift or something. It's like his last shift. But like, when, you, when you're when you addicted to smokes, it's like, yeah. you know, like you, you just want more smokes. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's all I had about him. Yeah. Does anyone else have anything about any of the secondary characters? No, I'm done. Okay. Stacey? No, I don't think that's it. Cool. All right, let's do it. Top 10 secondary characters and top 10 episodes so far. Steve? Indeed. Yeah, yeah. so uh, I have one new entry this week. I do too. Ooh. Yep. So rather than go from number 10 to 1, which is the normal order, I'll go from 1 to 10. All right. So number one uh, who's been there from the start is Alton Bennis. Oh. Yeah, instead. <laughs> pipe down, choir boy. Yeah, pipe down, choir boy. Uh, number two, the street toughs, Bob Master and Cedric. Uh, number three, uh, Jane, who is George's episode girlfriend from the Hamptons. That's right. The, the topless, rac- topless girl. Yeah, I was going to ask one. if she's the one who gets... Yeah. yeah, that's right. Everyone sees her naked except George. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the man. record store owner from The Old Man. Uh, yes. <laughs> you got Al Jolson here. <laughs> what do I care about Al Jolson? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, number five, Celia from The Merv Griffin Show. That's uh, Jerry's girlfriend in that episode. Uh, Sue Ellen Mishke from our fifth ever What's a Deal With episode. Uh, What's a Deal With Sue Ellen Mishke, funny, funnily enough. Yar. Susan Ross. Uh, that was our first ever What's a Deal With episode. Uh, Harold and Manny from The Apartment. They're the... Mm-hmm. Uh, what are they called? They're like the superintendents. Superintendents. That's the yeah. one. Uh, George's parents um, from, again, from our second ever What's a Deal With episode. And number 10, the new entry, is the cab driver. Nice. Oh, really? Yeah. I oh, like him. Oh, cool. I don't wow. know. Something about him. I'm like, cool. yeah, he's cool. Cab driver from the movie. That's it. Sweet. From, yeah, last secondary character we talked about. Nice. Well, I'm going to go 1 to 10 as well because I've got a new entry. And okay. I told you there was a surprise at the start of the episode. And so here it is. Ah. Number one is my man, who controversially is at number one, George Steinbrenner. I'm blown away, George. Blown away. Were we talking about this the other day yeah. with the calzones? Yeah. And the pants, the yeah. clothes. He's in the building. He's in the building. Costanza's in the building. Yeah, yeah Costanza. <laughs> Where is he? I can yeah. smell those calzones. <laughs> I can smell those calzones. Yeah, so what? Five, five, it was, no, it was our last ever What to Do with episode. Yeah, that would have been at least uh, six episodes ago. Yeah, it was episode 30 when we did the Yankees stuff. Mm, that's right. Um, forever, uh, George, uh, um, Frank Costanza, Frank Costanza was, was my number, number one. Number one and you yeah. thought it was an unbeatable spot. Yeah, and, and then, then Steinbrenner comes in and swoops in the number one spot. So, yeah, that's pretty very controversial. Had mm. got a few bit of mail about that, actually. Yeah. Mm. Um, anyway, number one, George Steinbrenner. Number two is Frank Costanza. Uh, number three, the Soup Nazi. 
yeah. uh, from our first ever episode of Bit More Bask. Uh, four is Susan. Five is Newman. We did a What's the Deal with episode for him. Uh, number six is Lieutenant Bookman from the library, oh, season he's three. So good. Yeah, his monologue was fabulous. <laughs> uh, number seven, she was in a cameo in the baby shower, but she was fantastic. Mary Cantati. Liar! Liar! No. Is she the performance artist? No, no. She's like one of Jerry's. Do you remember me, Jerry? Do you remember me, Jerry? Oh, you thought you yeah. could call yeah. me up and not It's like a very, very Shakespearean yeah, like monologue. She's an insignificant piece of dust. Yeah. She loses her yeah. shit. Yeah. She, she's yeah. my seventh favourite secondary. Yeah. She's amazing. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, num- Courtney Cox, number eight was Meryl from The Wife. Yep. Yeah, she, I really enjoyed her character. Number nine, Stephen, after our chat we had about Jerry's enemies. Mm-hmm. Number nine for me is Tim Motley. Okay. He's in my top ten. Yep. Yeah. I yep. really enjoyed... You know, after we talked about him, you know, doing a backstory like he's a, a drug addict, you know, he, he, he does dental work with the celebrities and he, he goes and gets involved in their indulgent lifestyles mm. and gets caught up in it all, mm-hmm. you know, and uses sex because he's insecure, you know, yeah. he sleeps around and stuff. And yeah. Uh, yeah. we think he finds Judaism to try and find, like, to be part mm-hmm. of a community and try and get out of the rut. Yeah. You know, after putting that backstory in, I thought, wow, he's fabulous. Yeah, no, that was a really, really good take. Amazing. you got, got to listen to it. Mm-hmm. If you haven't already, listen to last week's episode. Yeah, I plan on it. Absolutely. And number 10 is Lloyd Braun. And we mm-hmm. spoke to Matt McCoy, the actor who played Lloyd Braun. Yeah, a 15th ever episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Love, love talking to him. Lovely hey, Matt. guy. Yeah, cool guy. All right, top 10 episodes, Steve. Uh, well, before we get into the top 10 episodes, I thought Stacey might want to talk about some of her favorite secondaries. Either, either the ones in our list or yeah, any, yeah. any new ones come to mind. Um, and they don't, ha- they don't have to be about the episodes that we've talked about. Yeah. Because um, you wouldn't know what we've done. Yeah. I mean, obviously, well, not obviously, nobody else but me would know that. Um, (laughs) I feel like, as what you were saying, Ivan, Frank Costanza not being pretty high up on anyone's list of secondary characters to me is a little surprising, to be honest. Yes, Stephen. Um, Because I feel like he is such, he's such a strong secondary character that he nearly moves away from being a secondary. Like, I would would argue that there is a space in this where there's like obviously like there's the key four characters but then there's some secondary characters who are heavily featured enough like Frank Costanza and Newman and those sorts of characters nearly like fit somewhere in the middle they're like four and a half yeah they're called four and a half yeah Yeah, exactly so like Frank Costanza all day every day has to be like my top he's just such a wonderful well, I'm sure, the listen- I'm sure the listeners are going to love you instead of me because he's like number two now for me so well yeah but your point about Steinbrenner, like, the, Steinbrenner's not in anywhere near as many episodes. Like, obviously, it's when George is working at the Yankees, but George is at the Yankees for a pretty long time. Yeah, at least a couple of seasons. But I just think, yeah. like, because so many of the episodes when George is at the Yankees finish with those classic scenes with Steinbrenner where he just kind of goes on these, like, massive big diatribes and after a while, like, George just, like, slowly backs out of the room yeah, because yeah. he knows that nothing he says or does is going to make any impact. So, like, Steinbrenner is pretty great, but, yeah, I think, like, yeah, Frank Costanza's got to be up there. Newman, I just... I never... Like, Newman's obviously meant to be a love-to-hate character. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know. I just I just never quite got Newman. He's a very popular character with our listeners, too. A lot of people requested us to do Newman. Wow. Yeah, yeah. We've yeah. got quite a few. I don't know. Like, so. there's a lot of... He has a lot of content, I guess, so that's helpful. Yeah. But I think he is the... Sec- he's like the mascot of the secondary characters. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. he lives so close to Jerry. He's yeah. in more episodes than any other secondary character. Yeah. Yeah. He's friends with Kramer. He's friends with Kramer. Yeah. Like, mm. he's... 
He's the he's the primary secondary character, and yeah. he's Jerry's arch nemesis, yeah, of course, as right. well. So yeah, um, but yeah, the the street the street toughs that yeah. steal the armoire, Bob and Cedric, yeah, yeah so they're amazing, and they're in a few episodes. They're I think they're three. in Puerto Rican Puerto Rican Day, yeah, which we did an episode uh, of that, the Super awesome. Nazi, and the one with the AIDS march. Yeah, I can't oh, remember yeah. that episode. I that one. Yeah, and he's yeah. like, he's not Where wearing is, a ribbon. Where is your ribbon? Yeah. Where is your ribbon? Yeah, <laughs> those guys, I love those guys, and then also kind of a similar dynamic but Harold and Manny mm. it's like it's not really like their characters stand out it's more like their little relationship and between mm. one another and like mm. the way that they speak with one another they and kind of bicker like an other. old married couple yeah. yeah and they're only one episode which is a shame yeah yeah. yeah yeah I feel like just the apartment yeah yeah oh that's it right yeah. I think the fact that um Harold um, sorry excuse me Harold has to translate for Manny as well makes them funnier mm. you know yeah yeah, yeah. it's no, pretty good they're cool yeah, yeah I can't I can't really sort of pick any like sort of out of the top of my head or, like yeah. other than the main ones yeah. Sue Ellen Mishki's great like yeah. her character is great <laughs> when like she walks down swing. the street in the bra <laughs> tits a gimbo yeah tits a gimbo but yeah, yeah. I just yep. yeah I can definitely say Frank's my number one though nice. I yeah, can nice. agree on that nice. for sure now Stephen out of 20 sorry uh, I was going to say Stephen out of 29 episodes we've reviewed including the movie where does the movie sit it sits at number two Oh, bang, bang! So Sorry. number th- uh, top three number. If you want to know the other twenty shit, what are we up to now? Twenty nine. Yeah, twenty eight, twenty nine. Uh, then just go back and listen to last week's episode. Top three are the limo, uh, the pen. Uh, sorry, the movie and the pen. Nice. Yep. So Solid. all all episode, and I realize, and I think I mentioned this last week, and this this uh, this uh, entry kind of reinforces that. I, I seem to like episodes that are set outside of, outside the, apartment of the apartment or yeah, monks, you, do. you, do, you know, yeah. like external settings. Like the limo's in a limo. I don't think there's any scenes in the apartment. This one has none. And uh, the the pen is completely in Florida. In yeah, it doesn't even works. have Kramer or George. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, I, I seem to like those. Nice. Yeah. So Nice. What is that about you? the bottleneck episode they call that? Like the Chinese restaurant, for example, is a bottleneck episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. An episode which doesn't go, like, isn't set in the main yeah, location. So yeah, so arguably wouldn't those be bottleneck episodes? What? Why do they call them? I've never heard that term to describe those episodes. Why yeah, I think call it's called bottleneck. I, it, it's something to do with, like, it's it's out of the main location mm. and okay. it's in, like, elsewhere and it's like a bottleneck. I don't know. And it's okay. like the, the idea is that there's not, it's, there's not external storyline taking place in that episode from previous or future things or other characters it's those it's like the core characters they're all bottlenecked into one area in one uh. episode where the the key focus is just that so like just that environment just them going to the movie or just them getting yeah. a table at instead a of like instead of like if jerry's at a or restaurant george is at monks elaine's with his her boyfriend yeah you know mm. kramer's doing some get-rich-quick scheme with Newman. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, it, they, they, they okay. don't branch out. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I've never heard that term to describe those episodes, but yeah, that's that's yeah. that's entirely true. Yeah, yeah, very true. And uh, for me, number seven. Okay. Out of 29. Yeah, so my top 10 from 10 to 1, The Smelly Car. Uh, number nine, the Jimmy. Number eight, the limo. Uh, Jimmy. Jimmy's going down. Jimmy's going down. Jimmy's in... got a new dress. <laughs> Jimmy's in traction. Uh, number seven, the movie. And uh, number six, the pony remark. Uh, five, I had the pony. I had the pony. Uh, five, the Hamptons. I was in the pool. I was in the pool. And if you check our Instagram, I was in the candle shop. This is like one of my Seinfeldisms for this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the fragrances was called the Hamptons. It was a blue candle. Yeah. I put that on Instagram. So check it out at Bidwabask. Yeah. Uh, number four, the Bizarro Jerry. Three, the Soup Nazi. Two, the Puffy Shirt. One, the Outing. My favourite episode we've done so far. Good episode. Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with that. No. We're going to be oh. doing so many Seinfeld 
comments. Yeah. <laughs> yeah do you do you have any favorite episodes of the top of your head, Stacey? Again, like not oh. not like an official list, but just what comes to mind as some of your favorite episodes. The contest. The contest. Like I could, yeah, as I said, was saying earlier, like I remember that kind of stood out to me when I was a kid. Um, the one. Oh yeah, no, that's it. I was going to say the one where Elaine sees John F. Kennedy Jr. in a gym <laughs> yeah, class. That's right. That is the that that's is the contest. contest. And She's I can not to yeah. masturbate. Yeah, exactly. Um, the Cheever letters where they oh, go yeah. up to Suzanne's yep. parents' cabin and Kramer burns. <laughs> that's right. And, um, <laughs> and, and they find the, the letters. Yeah. yeah, and isn't it? Yeah, it reveals that uh, Susan's dad. I can't remember his name. Had an affair with an yeah. author, and he's like a famous yeah. American author. Yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah, he's like yeah, a real yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, you know, our love is deeper than anything you would ever know. Yeah, exactly. Um, the Bubble Boy episode is also fantastic. The Bubble Boy, yeah, yep. that's yeah. a great one. And that goes. That's just before the Chiva letters. I think yeah, it's the one before it. I think it. they're on the same. Piece. That's when the cabin yeah. burns down. Yeah, they're almost like a like a two part episode. Mm, in almost, a way. almost. Yeah. 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 Um, and the Chinese restaurant. Okay. Classic. Got. Oh my god, I classic. love. It's just so classic Seinfeld. I love yeah. the Chinese restaurant for sure. Nice. Pretty good. Uh, pretty good smattering of episodes. Very there. good indeed. Yes. Yeah. So do you have any? You said you have Seinfeldism well, for the week. That was mainly Seinfeldism. Okay. Oh, actually, no. There's one more. So I was watching SBS on demand, and they have a documentary series that came out last year. Uh, it's a CNN, HBO collaboration. I think Tom Hanks produced it. It's called The Nineties. So it's basically uh, a six-part series where two parts focus on uh, TV and one part's music, another one's technology, another one's politics, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so part two of the 90s television special, they talked about Seinfeld. Cool. And there were testimonies from Peter Melman, who's one of the writers uh, from the show, and the former head of entertainment at NBC. I forgot his name. Um, <laughs> and <it was> little, <laughs> little, guy. that guy, little something. I've seen his face before, but I don't remember his little name. Little Richard. Yeah. <laughs> Tutti Fruity. Exactly. <laughs> little um, John. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Too loud. It's fine. It's fine. Oh, man. Oh, what? <laughs> well, they're like, so, you know, tell us about Seinfeld in the 90s. Oh, what? Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. No, I didn't mean 2003 crunk. I meant 90s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. But anyway, um, so... <laughs> The Did head he go on like a really intelligent monologue? He's like, well, the production of Seinfeld was actually blah, 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 blah. Well, he was very similar. But what he said was um, when they pitched the Chinese restaurant, he reckons the Chinese restaurant and the contest were two of the most groundbreaking episodes during his time at NBC. Chinese restaurant, when they saw the script, they said, this can't work because nothing happens in the restaurant. Well, it and completely that, broke the sitcom formula. It, it was sure just, did. It just yeah. like completely turned it on its head. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and he he was a bit hesitant about putting it up, and they said, "Oh, just give it a go, give it a go." Because what happened was he, his the NBC because at the time they said that television was becoming more bold, daring. Like what more shows were coming out with swearing, like HBO, you know, was getting bigger in like the nineties and stuff, and. They wanted. They didn't want to dumb down the show. They wanted Seinfeld to be like, so everyone can enjoy it, and we, they don't want to insult the audience mm. and make them feel like unintelligent. Yeah, you know, like they're watching the Big Bang Theory or something. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. They want them to, to be intelligent, right? Yeah. Um. So anyway, they said, let's just put the Chinese restaurant up, see what happens. But then the other one he noted was the contest, mm. and the contest was like when when we aired the contest, I knew that we had something special with Seinfeld. I yeah. knew Seinfeld would be huge. Yeah. He knew that at that episode, he goes, we did it. And that's the one we put in. And I'm glad we did. Yeah, it's yeah. not my favorite episode, but I would say in a lot of ways, it's probably the peak of the show. Yeah, yeah, definitely. In terms of just intelligent writing. Yeah. And just like getting so much of a good classic storyline over yeah. something that's so simple. And that's what he said too. He said, like I said, as soon as that came went on air, he goes, "I knew, I knew this is going to be big." Yeah. And it was. Yeah. 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 I feel yeah. like the Chinese restaurant because 
like Seinfeld is often referred to as the show about nothing. That's right. And there's no more classic example of a show about nothing than the episode of the Chinese restaurant That's because it. literally nothing. It's happened. the first classic Seinfeld episode, mm. isn't it? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's probably the the episode where the least amount of things yes. happen. Yeah, that's true. Um, so I've got four, well, three Seinfeldisms uh, through the week. Two are actually shared with Stacey. Aww. Yeah. So Isn't that's sweet. Yeah. So uh, We're so close together on the microphone. I know. Yeah. This is this being one of them. <laughs> we do no. everything together. Aww. Aww. Um So last week I was talking uh, to Stacey about relationships and, and, you know, emotional (laughs) stuff. (laughs) And, you know, she was talking without getting too personal because it's not my place to talk about her, her, um, her, that part of her life. (laughs) She mentioned completely accidentally, she said relationship, Stacey. She was like, she was, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. she was like, she was like, blah, 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 you know, and that's relationship, Stacey. (laughs) And then we just went on like a five minute rant about, you know. You've got coffee shop, George. Relationship, George. <laughs> Worlds colliding. Worlds colliding. <laughs> so that was a really fun sort of accidental Seinfeldism that just nice. organically came out of, very you know, like a very sort of, you know, a nice conversation. Very nice. Um, the second one, uh, I think later that day or maybe the next day, we were at Kmart um, and I was in there buying something and uh, you spotted a trivia calendar, which is actually a new mm-hmm. piece of paraphernalia in our, our little Seinfeld studio. Um, it's called Seinfeldia, and it's a 2018 calendar with a fun Seinfeld trivia fact on each page. We'll so probably every day you can have Sein- Seinfeld trivia fun fact every single day, like on your desk, at work, at home, next to the phone, if people still have phones. Like yeah. every day Seinfeld trivia for yeah. the whole of 2018. Sounds great. I yeah. know. That could probably be a new segment for uh, season three. And yeah. it was only like... Yeah. $12. 12 bucks. Yeah, it was so nice. cheap. Go Kmart. Yeah, I feel like this is yeah. a shameless plug. We're like, <laughs> yeah. you can have it every day. It's only $12. Pretty shameless. If you work for Seinfeld yeah. or whatever company put it together, yeah. if you work for the for the shitty factory in China that put it together, <laughs> get in touch with us. Yeah. And I reckon for season three, every like on the day we do the recording, we should read the mm-hmm. trivia mm-hmm. note for that date. Nice yep. one. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yes. And the third one, and it's probably my favorite because it's the most weird but also uh, pertinent one, is uh, on Sunday night, my housemate went and saw Lord perform. Oh, yeah. And at 10 o'clock, I got a text. I was half asleep and I got a ding and I checked it. And she sent me a photo of Lord on stage performing, and nice. Lord was wearing the puffy shirt. Oh, fantastic! <laughs> My nice. friend uh, doesn't like Seinfeld, doesn't know much about Seinfeld, but she knows enough to know that the puffy shirt is very significant to me and the show. So that's how Seinfeld is. So Lord just trolled the whole audience, basically. Yeah, <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, so that's it for another week of. Oh, there's just one more thing. I oh, okay. Say. Uh, our super fan, one of our super fans, Jeffrey from the US. Hello, mate. Um, he sent us. Uh, well, he started a Facebook group. Okay, a closed group. Uh, it's called Group About Nothing. Oh. So it's pretty much a thing. Uh, it's a closed group, so you won't be able to find it in a search. But if you type Group About Nothing, it's just basically a Seinfeld fan group. If you have any photos, videos, Seinfeldisms, you know, whatever that sort of thing, uh, just sign in. I'm sure he'll accept you. And uh, yes, share your Seinfeld stuff. Yep. Yeah. Fun. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I'd love so to join myself. Check yeah, that out. Group about nothing. That's what it's called. Okay, mm-hmm. check cool. that out. Awesome. Thanks, Jeff. Uh, yeah. So that is. Uh, but I don't want to be a secondary character for another week. And uh, I think we'd like to say a big thank you to our special guest, yeah, Stacey. Thank you, Stacey. Been an absolute pleasure. 
So thank, thank you. you for having me. I'm sorry for yelling in your ears a few times. I just get very excited. That's, That's okay. You're welcome back anytime. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So next time we'll um bit more volume control. Yeah. A little a little bit less Maybe little my John. own microphone. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll get that sorted. <laughs> a little bit less of. Uh, Not that I'm complaining. Well, wow, that was. Say, I just went straight to diva. Like I've been on one podcast and now I'm like, say, excuse me. Your own microphone and less passive aggression. That'd be nice. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. So uh, yeah, thanks again for listening to. Uh, but I don't want to be a secondary uh, secondary character. <laughs> I'll get that right one day. You will. Uh, you can get in touch with us. We've got an email address, bidwabask, B-I-D-W-B-A-S-C, uh, podcast at gmail.com. We've got a website, bidwabask.com. You can get at us on social media. Uh, our handle is at bidwabask, and you can listen to us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen, subscribe, review, rate us, or spread the word. That would be amazing. Indeed. And we'll see you next week for The Shoes. Yes. Good episode. Yes. All so, right. Catch you later, guys. See ya. Thank you.